When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Football is many things. Unpredictable, exciting, colourful, passionate, absorbing, expensive. Venal, infuriating, exasperating, time-consuming, depressing. But one thing it most certainly is not is a level playing field. Welcome to the famous sloping pitch. Hi, I'm Nick, and I think we should start with Chris this week because, again, I think for the second week running, they are bottom of the tree, are Oldham. <laughs> second week running for most of this season. Yeah. Yes, it's time for another update from the dimly lit chasm of despond that is the very bottom of EFL2. Yes, Oldham are back in 92nd place, thanks to two wins for Mighty Sutton. This week's very particular horror story concerns a trip to Leighton Orient, where Latics subsided meekly 4-0, and were frankly lucky to get nil, as the saying goes. The story, though, was off the pitch, after the owners removed tickets from sale to away supporters, accepting season ticket holders who turned up at the ticket office with two bits of ID. They're trying Abdallah Lemsagam and his sporting director brother, Mo Lemsagam, in the most ham-fisted and counterproductive way imaginable to silence the protests against their mangled mismanagement of the club. We made it into the Times this week, Nick, Did where you? the owners were described as incompetent and spiteful. Yeah. Accolades they usually reserve for Labour politicians. It's nice we're getting that attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get recognition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Leighton Orient, of course, have been down this road themselves a few years ago when Francesco Bacchetti bought the club and went through 11 managers and two relegations in three years, dropping out of the league altogether in 2017. They had their own protests then and pitch invasions and had a game called off. So those who are now in charge there seem to have a certain amount of fellow feeling and they made tickets available to buy on the day to Oldham supporters, despite the moans of Oldham's own who was threatening to complain to the EFL about them, about them selling tickets. I know, this is fantastic. Loyalty, though. Togetherness is fantastic. Yeah, of football fans, yeah. Yeah. And we've already had messages of support for the protests that that, that are being planned for the Hartlepool game next Saturday. Yeah. But so, there were Oldham fans at Orient, some banners demanding that Lemsagam leaves, and at full time, after the 4-0 thrashing they'd handed out, the Leighton Orient players applauded them. 
and the fans too. Oh, that's wonderful. And Leighton Orient did get shot of Bichetti eventually, did get back into the league under the management of Justin Edinburgh. So there is hope that things could get better. Worse first, though. Yeah. You've been to Brisbane Road, of course. I have. I have many times to see Stoke City playing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And they've got those brilliant blocks of flats in the corners, haven't they? Yes. With the little balconies <laughs> overlooking the pitch that never seem to have anyone on them. <laughs> Did you see there was once uh, one of those find-a-home shows on the telly a while back where the host says, and now for our wild card, we've got something a little bit different. And it was one of these flats. Yeah. And he turns to the couple before they go in and he has a little smirk and a wink to the camera and he says, now, do you like football? <laughs> and the woman goes, no. <laughs> just flat no excellent so they go in and have a cursory look around and she looks like something died in there <laughs> but that's the whole media attitude to football though isn't it the show they couldn't believe that they wouldn't like football it's inconceivable yeah, yeah i mean yeah. who wouldn't like bread and circuses yeah yeah you know, exactly that's but those, those those little um, um little balcony things the, the whole of the world well not the world over britain over nobody ever uses them they <laughs> are used to store bikes they're used to put washing out yeah on. with a, a, a the clothes horse yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 but never 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 a deck chair to watch a november efl2 yeah, yes. game between or, orient yes. and hartley or people <laughs> sitting out there at seven o'clock in the morning with a cafetiere <laughs> and some croissant <laughs> uh, now my big news uh, for this week um, not big news for the world in general but no, you might in find Nick this news. you might find this big news because you've known me for a very long time I am going to start watching penalties oh my goodness I know oh I know, my goodness well we missed one uh, last night against Barnsley and it's made me question the whole thing I'm, I, I, I just feel that maybe I am not actually having any influence over what happens on the pitch <laughs> at all um, because if I do it's a malign one <laughs> is so, that what you were thinking was I, happening of course of course, <laughs> I, of course I was if the world doesn't revolve around me then what on earth is it doing that's true yeah that is true. so from Peter Story's FA Cup semi-final penalty at Hillsborough in 1971 through Euro 96 uh, 98 against Argentina in France 2006 World Cup versus Portugal and this summer's Euro finals all games I was at my record is appalling and last night I came came back from the game (laughs) and I checked Stoke's recent penalty record okay are you ready for this Okay. Last night was the 11th we've missed, 11th penalty we've missed out of the last 16. Yikes. Okay. And the penalties against us, 37 out of the last 38 have been scored. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel, you know, I'm not a mathematician. I'm not a statistician. But give it up for Christ's yeah, sake. Yeah, that's up. what I'm thinking. I that's saw the penalty last night in that Stoke game. And the keeper did what you think surely keepers must do this more he just stood in the middle yeah. with his hands up yeah. and the ball came straight at his face yeah yeah because uh, that's what they try more uh, you know more more often than not now they, they try and bang it down the middle in the hope that the keeper will have dived out of the way yeah absolutely absolutely um t- some sort of sad news as well um that i wanted to pass on um uh, admiral guzman the uh, Peruvian communist guerrilla leader with Maoist tendencies has died. And Guzman, who was once kept in a cage on the top of a skyscraper, led Peru's Shining Path, or Sendero Luminoso. And I don't know whether he liked football or not, but he was 86, Mm -hmm. in case anybody wants to start a minute's applause at one of this weekend's fixtures. (laughs) And the other thing that this weekend was, (laughs) because Ronaldo was there, there wasn't so much of a fuss about Arsenal uh, being at the bottom of the league. Uh, But Michael Arteta 
apparently got a result against Norwich and saved his job, uh, which disappointed the man lined up to replace him, which was Paddy McGuinness, of course. <laughs> Mr. I love Fourphones. <laughs> Paddy Fourphones, yeah. yeah. I love that you call him Michael. That's terrific. Yeah, so the EPL did <laughs> swing back into action at the weekend. And to be honest, it was a little bit overshadowed, wasn't it, by Emma Raducanu winning the US Open in New York on Saturday evening. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that, and that was absolutely wonderful and made me question everything about football. And Gary Lineker tweeted about it while he was on the air doing Match of the Day, while he was supposed to be watching Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. And, I mean, what sort of unprofessional jackass tweets while he's live on the air? Hmm? Not you or me, that's for sure. But I'm sure <laughs> Mark, our producer, could put together a short list. Yes. But anyway. <laughs> that was purely, purely for you and for him, yeah. wasn't it? Yes. It, and also spite. Yes. <laughs> Which is a great motivation for, for broadcasting everywhere, I think. Yeah. So we're four games in now, aren't we, to the marathon, not a sprint. And I'm a bit disappointed, I must say, with how blinkered and defeatist the response has been to the start of the league season. Marcelo Bielsa said, from seventh to 20th it's up for grabs already they've given up on the top six and this is what's wrong with the Premier League I think surely they haven't given up on finishing ahead of Arsenal have they? Already? I mean, Andros Townsend was interviewed after Everton went fourth, level on points with the three teams above them, ahead of Manchester City. And what's his target for the season? Well, we're just hoping we'll get in the top ten, maybe push towards Europe, by which he means we could sneak seventh and creep into the nonsense cobbled-together competition that Spurs are in this year that nobody's really thrilled about. That's what's wrong with the Premier League, I think. Uh, so, they've given up already. And, and also, what, what happens to Andros Townsend in the two years in between each of his great appearances? Because he does <laughs> seem to... Every three years. Oh, it's Andros Townsend. I forgot about him. Andros Townsend was one of those players, and there are a few of them, who who get a chance for England yeah, and yeah. look absolutely wonderful yeah, and score some brilliant goals. You and did. then they have, a li- they have a little knock or they drop out of the, ra- the running somehow and you never see them talked about again. No. And there are, there are f- f- who, who, players who feel like they're, they're going to be a fixture for years to come. Yeah, yeah. Who get in and have a good run in the... Su- uh, Micah Richards was another one. Micah Richards was Stephen Williams. Do you remember him of Southampton midfielder? Oh, Steve Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, Yeah, Scott Parker was a little bit like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can understand it under Bobby Robson because he couldn't remember the names. Couldn't remember the names. Place. Mike Duxbury had like 10 games in a row, do you remember? Yes. Right back. And then uh, had gone. Yeah, then yeah. he was gone. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. So, um, we were also going to talk... Uh, let, I want to talk about Emma Raducanu, actually, because oh, yeah. I have to say that I watched that on Saturday night and there was so much joy dedication athleticism mutual respect no tantrums you know when she got injured there was blood running down her leg so she went off and it just made me think it just made me think that football there's none of that there's no, none of that mutual respect there's well, none she's of that. a real man Emma Raducanu <laughs> yes <laughs> compared to football well I think she's capable of nearly anything she could serve a writ on Prince Andrew <laughs> Let's hope she does. <laughs> <laughs> so what about, I mean, the gamesmanship, I, I tell you what, Stoke play Huddersfield uh, on Saturday, and I went to that, and the amount of time-wasting was just appalling. And I'm not one of those people who's naive enough to think that, you know, Stoke haven't done it and don't do it, but it's just become so prevalent. You know, every single throw-in is a performance, every single free kick. There's all this going off to get water all the time, and a goal scored is, you know, it, 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 they may as well have a ticker tape parade. 
mm. before they get back to kick off again. And I know that sounds like, you know, oh, it's bedroom my day and all that sort of stuff. But actually, when you pay to go to a football match, you'd quite like to see some football. And oh, uh, in between the bouts of gamesmanship. You yeah. Mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I particularly hate the style of defending, where a, a defender shields the ball and backs into the attacker and yep. then throws himself forward, forward yeah, as yeah, though yeah. he's been... The, the defensive dive is definitely something that's crept in in the last couple of years. And I don't know, I, I think there should be more yellow cards for that. They seem to only give yellow cards for diving when it's they're trying to get a penalty. Yep. But it happens all over the pitch. Yep. Players just throwing themselves to the ground just to get a positional advantage. And, and what's noticeable about the defender's dive is they will often then grab the ball. They will dive onto the just ball. in case yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely and absolutely. you should see more free kicks for handball for something like that yeah. as well i mean i also hate <laughs> i hate football i also hate the placing the ball on the very edge of the quadrant when taking a corner yeah. i mean what sort of advantage is he's supposed to be getting from that yeah. it's just it's like just saying here we are i'm as professional as as can be yeah. here i am pushing the envelope of yeah. what's possible do you know what i mean well i think just, i think i think the point is mm, if the rule is it's got to go further back than that this is going to give me an advantage mm. which is completely untrue the reason they changed the rule <laughs> which is completely irrelevant now is because what happened was when pitches weren't so good you used to get a lot of corners it used to get all churned up in the corner so they said well you know as long as it's, give you a little bit it, extra it's in a reasonable spot but room for foot yeah. for foothold yeah, yeah there's yeah. all that sort of t- yeah, t- t- uh, turning it up and the backspin and making sure it's bang on uh, but I found the last two games I played Huddersfield and Barnes at home and I just found the referees to be just completely impotent to tell you the honest <laughs> truth and also they think that they're part of the game and referees love it players talk to them and they, well, yeah, yeah, it's all about them yeah, a lot of them yeah, yeah 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 absolutely but but they remind me of a really bad supply teacher with a really <laughs> difficult group of kids and they're forever sort of running around no 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 there's no need for that yeah, no. hold on what's happening behind me like mr barraclough basically it's your own time you're wasting yeah, exactly yeah, it's yeah, mr yeah, yeah. barraclough in in, in porridge yeah. no 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 <laughs> have none of that but we and the kids the kids the players are there saying sir sir should i put this over here sir sir mr so-and-so look look over there there's a there's a boy that's crying and all that sort of stuff and it's just ooh, oh oh dear oh. You mad. and it reminds me i have to say of, as you know briefly i was a teacher uh it, remind, it reminds me talking to supply teachers of a bloke that came into um the uh staff room one time on his first morning this is absolutely true and it was so long ago that he, he taught divinity which I don't think has been a subject for <laughs> since the 14th century yeah basically <laughs> uh, and he came in and he said oh you all think you all think the lower six they're, they're you know they're a difficult bunch and I know they're a bottom set but you know I've just had a fantastic fantastic conversation with them you know and they were so mature and 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 they they contributed and they were interested in what i had to say you know and it and it was all about morality you know and i tried to make it uh, relevant to their lives you know and and you know what they really were so mature when i, I told them that i was a virgin <laughs> and, and everybody in the shuffle was like, oh no <laughs> and so it was that mr irvin became mr virgin from there oh, on in <laughs> And speaking of virgins, uh, we're talking about Ronaldo for uh, for the second week in a row. Ronaldo's agent was clearly <laughs> desperate for his uh, second debut to be headline news. I mean, I'm not casting aspersions, but apparently Newcastle keeper Freddie Woodman now has a new island. But um, <laughs> it's, it's looking more and more like a cult, don't you think? I mean, there was a bloke interviewed after the game on Saturday uh, saying it, it was the best day of his life. 
on yeah. the telly. I mean, have a bit of respect for yourself, mate. You know, the best day of your life should be a day on which you did something yourself. Yes. Achieved something. Not the day you watch a glistening freak-necked punts tapping a rebound off the keeper's shin from two feet out. I mean, I'd say, what would your wife think, except the chances of him being married look pretty slim? You know, <laughs> well, like the man himself. Well, any more. Any more, exactly. <laughs> Apparently, the Newcastle game, Ronaldo's debut, was the most illegally streamed game in Premier League history, with, according to the report, almost over two million viewers. Almost over two... How the hell does that work? <laughs> yeah. Almost is the word you use yeah. when you're stretching yeah. to make your stats sound more impressive. Over yeah. is the word you use when you're worried the number on its own doesn't sound newsworthy yeah, yeah. enough almost over two million viewers yes and, uh, and can i can i put it to you on on the subject of of, of language um what the fuck is a second debut <laughs> you cannot have a second debut for the same club it may be your second time it is not a second debut so just listen to me sky sports and, and match of the day mm. and all the other countless newspapers and media outlets it is not a second debut you can say it as often as you like it is not true <laughs> And also, uh, when uh, Romelu Lukaku was making his second debut for Chelsea, you know, you feel for him, he was absolutely brilliant and had a lot more yeah, uh, influence yeah, on the game. Yeah, yeah. And even Edward, who was making his first debut, which is now a and thing. And scored apparently. after 28 seconds. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. scored another. Um, but do you know what? You, uh, you might be surprised at this. I think we're perhaps being a little bit hard on Ronaldo. Yeah, I'm surprised at that. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, you've got to think, he's come out, OK, he's played there before, as yeah. we've heard, that's why it's his second debut, as yeah, they yeah. say. But he's in a new work environment, OK? There's people he hasn't worked with before. Yeah. You know, he, he's got, there's got to be a little bit of nerves, hasn't it? There's got a little bit of, oh, I wonder what they'll think of me, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. Now, if that was me, and I was moving into a new work environment, OK, and during my first day, a plane flew overhead and suggested that I might be a rapist, you see? <laughs> that would put me off, but not him. I mean, that's professionalism, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, didn't put him off his stride. Didn't not put him off all. his stride yeah, yeah. at all. Well done, yeah, Ronaldo. Absolutely. I mean, I think I think it's obvious that, that there's more and more sort of cult status that he's actually becoming a cult at yeah. Manchester United. According to Lee Grant the former Stoke and Oldham goalkeeper with an impeccable pedigree, um, they've, the players have stopped having puddings because of the cult. I mean, they were getting offered apple crumble and custard or chocolate brownies and ice cream because whatever else Manchester United are, they're not monsters, you know, but they're all peering over at what Cristiano is eating and deciding to eat like him, apparently, in the hope of cultivating a similarly gigantic neck. Right. And Ronaldo has several plates, apparently, if you want to follow his plan at home. And on one of them, he has quinoa, whatever the hell that is, avocado and two boiled eggs well that's the same sort of thing that yeah. Michael Arteta eats by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but some important information will doubtless emerge in coming weeks such as what's on his other plates not yeah. pudding is all we know yeah. and how he eats his boiled eggs presumably not with soldiers or does he make soldiers out of avocado but this is how cults start this is why a lot of people eat fish on a Friday it all goes back to Christ and it's the same with Ronaldo we'll all be eating quinoa, quinoa. In, the, in the weeks coming quinoa comes from the Andes and is not a grass but rather a pseudo cereal related to spinach mm. so there somebody had to look it up <laughs> yes someone did I've, it's actually written down here with an asterisk next to it <laughs> but on the did you see the monday night football on sky this week the, i saw a little bit of it the uh, everton burnley uh, jamie carragher and gary neville went head to head over the burning issue of the day which is the greatest player of all time cristiano ronaldo or lionel messi and instead of talking about everton against burnley yeah. i mean it's right in carragher's wheelhouse i mean he loves nothing more than 
ranking things. You know, who's the best fullback in the world? Who's the greatest player in the world? All of that. He's a massive ranker, basically, yeah. is what he is. I don't know. And, oh, wow. And that morning, Neville and Carragher seem to have fallen out on social media in a pretty much incomprehensible spat. Did you see mm -hmm. that? Neville, apparently... Oh, I'm sure it was incomprehensible if it involved writing <laughs> things down. <laughs> <laughs> Neville accused uh, Carragher basically of selling out. Uh, you write for the Telegraph, drink red wine, and stay in a five-star hotel in Whitehall. Like he shouldn't do any of those things. <laughs> yes. And Carragher hit back with uh, calling Neville the Roman Abramovich of League Two and uh, said that he used his testimonial money to build a hotel for the fans. Mm. They still have to pay, and Saturday was his biggest taking. Let's analyse that bit of Ronaldo on Monday Night Football. They still have to pay. Of course they have to pay. That's how you run a fucking hotel. Well, yes, and also the, the trouble with them having that conversation is it just exposes what a completely different world <laughs> they live in to most other people, doesn't no, it? they're watching football. In the most extravagant suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, the wine coloured, well, maybe it's a white one that he spilled his red wine on, yeah. but a uh, handkerchief out of his top pocket. And it reminds me of uh, I have a friend uh, who, who's, who's a comedy writer who was writing for Lenny Henry, and Lenny Henry said, Oh, I've got this whole bit I want to do about my driver. <laughs> and the bloke said, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know, Lenny. I don't know whether people are going to follow that too well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand why they're, why they're so fancy on this Monday Night Football. Why don't they do the show in shell suits like the people watching at home or in their pants? You know, how are we supposed to relate? And at one point during the Ronaldo Messi debate, Neville said, It's just like arguing with a five year old. Yeah. You know, and if I were you, Gary, I'd just be relieved he didn't gob at you, you know, out of a passing car. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, anyway, the person who should be shot in all of this is the producer who said to them, I'll tell you what would be interesting. Let's talk about who's the greatest player in the world ever. Yeah. Which is like the dullest conversation. Well, at you least could it, stopped, have. it stopped Carragher from going on about Rafa the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, he, uh, how he played with Rafa and how yeah. brilliant Rafa is. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. So in a moment, we have got our guest. Well, our guest has just walked in and, and told us that he's, he's currently making a documentary about <laughs> the proliferation of anger and bile in the world and, and how it's perhaps causing uh, a negative reaction, which is a bit of a shame because that's all we have on this show is yeah. anger and bile. I was listening. Uh, I have listened already to your podcast and I was listening to it in the build-up to my entry. Uh, and uh, I think of this as, you know, two old men saying very commensurately things about football and life in general. Three and now. Then, yeah, three now. And I thought, well, maybe that's unfair. And then Chris Ignorance said quinoa whatever that is yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i thought no no that's what it is yeah, yeah we yeah. know our public yeah we know our public <laughs> yeah. so clearly we have david Bedil here uh, who is a famously chelsea in england fan uh, clever man thank you uh, wonderful comic thank you uh, and also best known certainly amongst me <laughs> for having a fight with david dean's wife that didn't happen. You know, I didn't have a fight with David Dean's wife. Perhaps oh. I can clarify. I was at the <laughs> Japanese World Cup at the England-Argentina uh, game. Yeah, it was the England-Argentina game. Sapporo. Sapporo, yeah. Uh, which was what, round of 16, was it? No, it was a group game. Group, group game. game. Second group game. Second group game. Second group game. Okay. Uh, and you'll remember that David Beckham took a penalty in that game. So, there I am, and I am in some sort of slightly FA area, and I'm with various people, one of whom is Barbara Dean, who is David right. Dean the chairperson of Ars chairperson yeah I'm going to say that and so there I am and she's there and also 
Uh, fuck, I can't remember her name. Nancy Dillon. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. God, this is going to be a problem, yeah. okay, because I am 57 and my mind is going. Yeah. Yeah. So Also there, me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you're older than me, which is worrying. Uh, anyway, Nancy Delolio is also there. Yeah. Perhaps we should remind people who Nancy <laughs> yeah. Delolio yeah. is. Yes, that's where it was Sven Goran Eriksson's girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if she was at the time. I think she was. Maybe she was. Oh, yeah. She yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, was. Yeah, Otherwise, she wouldn't yeah, be there, would she? Yeah, but or Rika Johnson would have had the tickets. I think their relationship was quite on and off, to be honest with you. But she'd have been in the ex-wife section. She wouldn't yeah. have been with Bob. Yeah. <laughs> there I am. And uh, I also had with me a photographer because the reason that I was there, apart from just to watch the games, I'd managed to get the gig because I was writing articles in the Evening Standard, London's Evening Standard, uh, about the games. Just thought pieces, like funny pieces about watching England, blah, 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 in Japan. It's a fucking brilliant gig, I have to say. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. So, photographer Nancy Del Olio and, and Barbara Dean. Uh, and so, what happens is, is that. David Beckham is about to take the penalty. We're all there. We're all, like, excited, right? And he scores, and I leap up. I leap up. I put both my arms in the air. I leap up, and hooray, 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 right? Uh, And then I notice that Nancy's there. I give Nancy a hug, and my photographer does take some pictures of that, which are in the evening standard, right? (laughs) Okay, so then we get to half-time. It was in the first half. And Nancy Delolio, so I'm remembering this as you asked me about it, because I haven't told this story for ages. Nancy Delolio says to me, in her really weird voice, Barbara is very upset with you. <laughs> I think that's quite a good impression. A very good impression. Yeah. I've never heard Nancy Delolio yeah. speak. It was a bit like that. <laughs> I, was, right? I thought that was Vincent Price. <laughs> and she says, Barbara is very upset with you. And I thought, really? So I turned around and said, Barbara, what's the problem? And she, Barbara is there with her arms folded, looking really pissed off. Oh. And she said, you knocked me over. I said, no, I didn't. What are you talking about? I can't remember that happening. And she says, definitely, you knocked me over. And I said, when? And she said, when David Beckham scored, you knocked me over. And I said, okay, I'm really sorry. I don't remember that happening. But yes, I do remember jumping up with everyone else yeah. when you know Beckham scored because yeah. I was excited. And yeah. if I jostled you accidentally, I'm really, really sorry. Yeah. And she said, no, 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 no. She was absolutely convinced this. You knocked me over. You pushed me deliberately because you wanted to hug Nancy right? <laughs> right you wanted to hug Nancy and you wanted a photo of yourself hugging Nancy so you pushed me deliberately and I said I really didn't I promise you all that was in my mind at that yeah. moment was we scored England have scored I'm was so it? happy I'm so happy hang on hang on so this is the punchline really <laughs> right hey. and, she, and then Barbara <laughs> said well if that's true why didn't you hug me and I said because you were on the floor <laughs> you were already gone <laughs> no, by then no, no. And, and she was furious at that furious yeah about it oh my yeah. god at half time yeah. in that game yeah. um, I was sitting a, a block over and, right. I, and I met David in the uh, in the aisle mm-hmm. and I said oh David where are you sitting and he said I'm sitting over there but I don't want to go back I just, <laughs> I just shoved Barbara Dino yeah. she's really furious no, she's really furious <laughs> it's uh, funny isn't it because you know England fans get a really really bad reputation <laughs> and there's you and me Chris both at that game actually yeah. paid our own way yeah. to yeah, go yeah, to yeah. the World yeah. Cup yeah. in the normal seat yeah. not fighting with anybody Cert- David free ticket in the FA se- section. And you, you were explaining to our Japanese friend, Mickey, uh, why you don't look at penalties. Oh, yes, and him yes. not being able to understand why you had to watch that David Do you not look at ordinary penalty. penalties, or is it just penalties No, 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 shootouts? any penalties. You don't look at... Yeah, but I I do, but now I officially do. 
Oh, how have you got over that? Uh, well, last I just last night we missed another one, and I just thought this just. Oh, it happened happen. last night. You grew in this way. Well, no, no, it took a bit of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we missed a penalty last night, and Stoke, then you're talking on about. the way here, I decided. Yeah, I decided to. He made to a start life change penalties yeah. uh, for the purposes of saying it on a on a podcast. <laughs> which is, which <laughs> is a great sacrifice. Because I think of both of made. you probably as men whose personalities were both formed when you were about three <laughs> and have never changed in, in any way. Funny enough, you, when you, when you just came in just before we started you were saying are you going to ask me any factual questions yeah. and all that stuff? Yeah. which is actually what nearly everybody says and I know I've been in that position which is the but you're not going to have a problem with it and neither is him because that thing neither is him neither is him neither is him see what mind is going yeah. Clamour. Clamour's the first thing to go yeah. neither is he it's the grammar the grammar goes first right yeah because yeah, yeah. uh, I think I wrote about this in my first novel about how I like football I love football but I don't think I'm anal about football Right. By which I mean, I am not someone who, if you said to me, FA Cup winner since the war, uh, I'm not going to be very good at that. right? No. But I think I, you can feel like, if I don't know that, I am not a proper man, <laughs> in, in some people's eyes. Uh, yes. In the person asking the question's eyes. Yes. And I sort of think that's you, Nick. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm not so much, it's not so much a fact stick. I mean, there was a time when I was pretty harsh on the whole, if you don't go to the games, it doesn't count. Well, and if you do go to the games, you have to go to all of the games. Yeah, home and away. Uh, home and away. Reserves. And that. As I've got older, I have... Mellowed? I would say no. Mellowed's probably not the <laughs> Too word. Too strong a word. Uh, no, COVID just not. Was COVID be, the word. I know what it is. I know what it is. Yeah. As I've got older, I've not been able to afford to go to as many games. <laughs> That's what it was. That's I, I still feel the same. Yes, uh, but, but I, just, can't I can't really call you out on it to get there. No, do you not go to every game anymore? Not every single game. It causes you a lot of no. pain. I can tell to say that it does cause me a lot of pain. Yeah, but your life is probably actually better. <laughs> Well, you say that. Well, I know there's issues in your life. Yeah, I'm so aware of that. I think this is a different program. That's the danger of having me on, though. I will obviously <laughs> refer to everything I know about you. Yes, yes. with an unrestricted way. Yes, yeah. but you were saying about being asked factual questions, and I used to get that sometimes. They come in and they go, "Oh, yes, well, you." Basically, what they're saying is you claim to be yeah, yeah, a, a fan of. Fan. Well, answered these. But there's questions. a new thing with that, which is the memory thing. I don't know if you do either oh. of you, but I am worried about my memory, yeah. and my memory includes like not being able to remember, you know, where I am. Not that's a bit strong, but sort of like where I'm meant to be, so yeah. where I put it, and it gets worse and worse. And so now I was just thinking, probably in a slightly paranoid way, I was thinking, oh, who was the Chelsea manager when we played Man United? In the I went to the Champions League uh, when we played Man United, and then again. Robert Di Matteo. No, he was Roberto oh, Di Matteo no, no. when we won. Oh, it's but, but it was Avram think, Grant, Avram Grant was when Avram we lost Grant, to Man United. Yeah. But yeah. I, I thought, like, it's not that I don't know that. I don't know if I can retrieve it anymore. Well, no, and also Chelsea have many more managers yes. in a shorter space of time than they ever have done before. Yes, yeah, that so that's true. Support older mate. You know, yeah. I don't know who the manager was six <laughs> weeks ago, and it might have changed by the time I get home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. That's the reason Chris hates doing this podcast because he hasn't got his phone on while we're in here <laughs> right. for just half an hour. And Oldham could have had two or three managers. So, in see, that I time. don't know that. That's the thing I don't know. Is Oldham particularly volatile at yes. the moment? Yes, right. they are. Yes. Okay. Yes. Why is that? Um, because we have uh, a, a, a incompetent and spiteful brackets the times owner. Could, could, <laughs> could I just suggest that if you want to know about that, you listen to this podcast <laughs> sometime because Chris, strange enough, mentions Oldham every now and again, okay. and this stuff comes out. Is that okay, fair? It comes out. It right. does right. come out. Right. Now I, I want to ask you about three lines. It's coming home and all of that all stuff. Right. Okay. And and if if that has become 
painful to you or you know and obviously you should be proud of it because i think it's a very good song and it and it at least has a story in it mm. and references to real things that have happened yeah. and a logic to it yeah. um, but has it become something that is a pain that people come up to you all the time especially during tournaments mm. and want to a talk about it or sing it in your face yeah no uh, well, yes and no. Uh, so generally, no. So there's a number of things there. I've done. I've talked about this before. That uh, you know, if you're at all uh, well known, uh, sometimes you think about the, be- the the best known for moment in on your obituary, right? Mm. Uh, and I will, without doubt, it will be best known. You're just for... looking at me when you say obituary. There, just I thought you might write it. Yeah, yeah. I thought you might write it. No, I just yeah. thought you thought I was going to go first. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 the best known for, and uh, you will get. Uh, they think it's all over, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will get three lions. Uh, best known for three lions, and uh, and you as, don't know what I'll get. Uh, you you just said, have no idea. You don't what know I'll what you'll get, get. Uh, for no complaining about Oldham. Uh, and <laughs> uh, and they'll print a picture, as I've often said, of Ian Brody accidentally because yes. people think I'm the same person. Uh, and uh, and I don't really mind being best known for Three Lions because I am very proud of Three Lions. Yeah. I also think Three Lions is an extraordinary thing in lots of ways. Uh, the most extraordinary thing about Three Lions is it's the least for something that's that successful. It's the least top-down thing ever. In the sense that the FA were never very keen on it. They yeah, didn't yeah. want it played at Wembley. Uh, there was a general sense of like, oh, we don't know about this song. It's a bit partisan, and it refers to actual footballs when we first wrote it. And like, oh no, this is all wrong. We just wanted a general nice song about upbeat things or whatever. Done and, by Anton Deck. Yeah, done yeah. by Anton Deck. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then spontaneously, I'm, shall I tell the story? I've told it a million times before, but I'm going to tell it again. Yeah. Maybe this podcast suits it. So. In that tournament, as you'll remember, of course, because we all know our facts about football, <laughs> is that uh, England didn't do very well in the opening game. We played Switzerland. It was one all. Everyone thought there'd been the dentist chair as well. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's going to be shit, like it always is, which kind of is what the song predicts. Yeah, uh, and then, first half against Scotland didn't play well either. Second half, I think you might have said this, or was it you? Someone said this, and I've said it to him himself. Jamie Redknapp came on at half time, and he just played little balls across the midfield. Is it either of you who said that? Can't believe it's something I, I came it, up with myself. It, I think it was Jamie Redknapp. <laughs> no, it wasn't Jamie Redknapp. <laughs> was I, I said it to Jamie Redknapp on that other programme that's like they think it's all over, League of Their Own. Yeah. He was incredibly, because he's like the whipping boy in that show, yeah, he yeah. was like virtually had tears that someone was being nice to him. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> the game changed. Uh, Gary McAllister missed a penalty. Uh, Seaman kicks it up. Gaza scores that incredible goal. Yeah. The sun comes out, basically, and when they go off, they've beaten Scotland, the, and... and Every, and the DJ against the wishes is an interesting thing he'd been told not to play it particularly against Scotland whoever that bloke is I owe him a great debt I don't know his name not just I've forgotten I've never known his name the DJ decided to put it on did he David Bruno Brooks it's definitely that it wasn't anyone Scottish no, I'll no. tell you that uh, Jimmy Savile I think it was no it wasn't uh, why spoil the moment like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. why that really did spoil <laughs> the moment really did it really spoil did it. it really did but I you know sometimes have to go for that yeah. anyway DJ the stadium DJ puts it on and this is the point instantly a song that had got it gone to number one but it had been knocked off number one by the Fugees right so we and Frank thought well that's nice we had number one but it's over yeah killing me softly that's over right the whole crowd starts singing it like 78,000 people immediately they all know the words the song has buried itself in the hearts and minds of England football fans minds minds yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Hearts and minds. I'm all no, right with that. Anatomically speaking, minds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Spare yourself in the souls. 
diaphragms anyway yeah, anyway yes yeah. they've taken it on board <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah, what yeah. i'm saying without anyone doing anything without an advertising yeah, yeah, campaign yeah, yeah. And with no branding or any of that yeah. fucking shit it's literally they've just heard it and they've decided this song chimes i think it's one of, actual experience one of, of the great moments of euro 96 was that uh, you, you would be aware of this the camera picked out you and frank with the looks look of frank astonishment on yeah, your face yeah. at, the, at what was happening yeah no, it's incredible and I've, i have said this that i know that one should say that the best days of one life you talked about that with whoever it was you were talking about who said it was the greatest day of his life some fan uh, oh earlier on yes the Ronaldo yeah, the Ronaldo, Ronaldo, yeah, the Ronaldo thing was the greatest day of his life and one is supposed to say obviously the greatest day of one's life was the birth of one's children absolutely not the greatest day of my life <laughs> was that yeah, it was absolutely extraordinary yeah. Yeah. And, and isn't it interesting and this is very much something we, we talk about all the time that of course of course the FA would be against it of course, it. Of course yeah, they, they still would. are by the way well, yeah I'm sure I'm and sure the FA they give tickets to that that band, the Sheffield Wednesday band, because they want them there. I fucking hate that. What's because that band never play? They may be in league. I'm very against <laughs> conspiracy theory, but they may be in league with the FA because they play everything else, including like Rule Britannia and, and the Great Escape, Escape, and uh, the National Anthem. Never play three lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I think the songs that you've mentioned that they do play out of copyright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know that they would be paying copyright. I'm, all right, I'm I, on this program. I'm about to say I'm not going to charge you royalties whoever the band is I have slagged them off many times so they yeah, probably yeah, won't yeah, be listening yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, we're not going to charge you royalties just play Three Lions because the crowd actually want to sing Three Lions yeah, if yeah. you listen to them yeah, yeah, they yes. actually do yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah sure. absolutely and it's true that, that all of those anything anything that is sponsored by the club or the FA or any, anything like that and you know that in some meetings they're going they'll love this yeah. the crowd are going to love this yeah, aren't yeah. they yeah. these big sticks that we can wave around yes. in the air yeah, yeah. or you know yeah, yeah. Or, they have I, such a sure touch the FA about yeah. what the <laughs> the fans the are real football fans the clubs are yeah. the same I don't if you ever go to the last game of the season at home and the players come out and they always play we are the champions yeah. you think no yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. just but not true one team can play well, this I, I did in fact have I had my manager who is not himself necessarily the right person to speak to about this because he is <laughs> thinking about the royalties but I had him on the phone during the last tournament saying do you think there's a conspiracy between the FA and maybe Gareth Southgate who has his own issues with three lions for reasons I can explain uh, to promote <laughs> sweet caroline do you think they're secretly maybe neil diamond's involved as well although he is jewish yeah. so never involve a jew in a conspiracy theory because next thing you know you're a nazi uh, but uh, <laughs> our, you know and I, I did think one thing i did think about sweet caroline is people the papers were starting to say oh it's a battle between sweet caroline yes, and yeah. three lions head to head battle for the nation's hearts for the nation's hearts and then people were, and then it did have gareth Southgate saying at one point oh it's good i think that we've you know moved on i think he said at one point and i thought it's, it's, not, a fucking, it's not a football song it's, it's not right. a competition it's, it's not it's a, a football it's song it's become a cricket song hasn't it can I just say something else which I know obviously this is very personal to you yeah. for me as an England fan uh, the idea of this conspiracy what really worries me is that during a major tournament the FA are calling Gareth Southgate <laughs> to one side and going just plug Sweet Caroline <laughs> yeah. a little bit more Gareth will you less of the tactics yeah. don't worry about less of the practice don't worry about yeah. him it's fine we want Sweet Caroline <laughs> up there at the top yeah. and those buggers off yeah, those buggers but do you know the reason why well there's some various reasons why they don't like three lines but the, we've never quite understood it but the reason we get very kind of underground whispers is that football's coming home which 
in the first place was something that was the brand of that tournament. Yeah, yeah. United States football comes yeah, yeah. home, whatever, and means a number of things to a number of different people. Basically, they think other FAs are pissed off about it. And Luka Modric, you probably know this. Do you know this? Luka Modric in 2018, when Croatia beat us, yeah. did actually say we were fired up because of football's coming home. Because right. we don't like the idea that you English people think you owned football mm. and you were the homeland of football, right? So, Although, clearly... We, we are. Were. We historically we are. <laughs> yes, yes sure. that's absolutely true. Some people think it's China, but oh, well, yeah, 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 it's yeah, certainly yeah. not Croatia. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not Croatia because they've only existed since the early nineties. <laughs> there was football before that. I know there was. Yeah. But anyway, what, Yugoslavia are they coming? Who knows? Who knows? But either way. Apparently, this has enough effect for the FA, who are so worried about politics that, oh, we don't want to piss off, blah, 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 so let's not have that song that seems a bit triumphant about it. It isn't that. What's ridiculous about it is it's the most vulnerable song ever about football. It says we're probably going to lose. We're always shit. And was was indeed their their strap line for the tournament. Yes, that's true. So that's that's a little bit difficult to to (laughs) work on that. Yes, but I don't think consistency, uh, logical consistency, shouldn't look for. No, well, of course, from the FA no no because no, no, no. they, they're changing people all the time yeah. Just, I want you before we finish to tell us why, why Gareth no, Southgate no. has an issue with the song oh well he actually said I didn't know this and actually to be fair to Gareth Southgate I sort of understood it when he said it he said uh, because he, he was being asked it became a bit of a thing and he was yeah. being asked about it at press conferences and he said well actually I couldn't listen to the song for 20 years or something oh, right. no no and then I thought oh, he's talking about 98 so there are two versions of Three Lions. I think the 96 version is much better. But in 1998, it begins with Jonathan Pierce's commentary on the Germany game, which has him saying, ah. the crosses of St. George are flying all around me. Gareth Southgate comes to take the penalty. Oh, no! Right. And that's what it begins <laughs> well, with. That would be fair enough. Yes, yeah. and that's you totally can, fair enough. You can I see can, why. I can he see might, why that's painful. But what I want to say to Gareth is, 1998 was just something we did to try and you know yeah, update yeah. it a bit. Yeah. 96! Look at 96. You're not mentioned in that at all. Go with that, Gareth. (laughs) And also, Jack Grealish. Go with him a bit more. (laughs) And maybe Phil Foden and Grealish. Within the the 90 minutes. I'd heard, and and this came from a very good source, that the reason they were so upset was they were trying to save money um, before the 96 tournament and they decided they were going to sneak the badge a bit smaller and just have two lines <laughs> and then you brought out the song yeah, and it. it cost them a fortune <laughs> an absolute fortune well, it is actually two and a half lines isn't it sort of a little it is, lion it is kind of like I, I always and yeah. you know the first, the first time I heard it I thought it was felines on a shirt yes a lot of people thought it was sea lions felines think, yeah so we're not just talking about um, music in football but football and, and musicals that you have a little uh, this is very chat show you think you yeah, have a little uh, thing uh, about the beautiful game, the, the, the uh, oh, I do have a story. Oh, is that the Ben Elton one? He, well, that's the point. It is, right. it is Ben Elton, who I'm a big admirer of, by the way. And Andrew Lloyd Webber, maybe, yeah. Yes, Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote the music, and Ben Elton wrote the book of the beautiful game, which is, I think, I've never actually seen it, a musical about football in Northern Ireland. I think um, so, yeah. Across uses the, Romeo across, and Juliet across the divide. Uh, yeah, through the, the barricades by Spando Ballet, yeah. enlarged <laughs> into a musical about football. Yeah. So, the, so here's the thing about that. Is that who hasn't thought of doing that? Yeah, there's a show. I'd heard for many years a showbiz rumour. We had many showbiz rumours. Oh, me yeah, me yeah, and Frank yeah, Skinner yeah. being gay. That was a that was a very big. Oh, showbiz I started rumor. that one. No, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one of these was that uh, basically, uh, what happened with the beautiful game, and it is slightly confusing because Ben Elton, lovely though he is, is not a big football fan. Uh, and uh, well, he moved that, to Australia, didn't he? So yes, exactly. Uh, and the, uh, what actually happened was was that Andrew Lloyd Webber wanted to write this musical because he'd read about whatever this thing in Northern Ireland and football, and it was in the nineties 
seventies. And football was cool again. And football was cool again, yeah. and all that. And Andrew Lloyd Webber, who I think who I have met, and he's very nice, but I wouldn't say his attention is that great. He sort of flipped about a lot. Was watching fantasy football league uh, and said to one of his minions, "Oh, look at that bearded Jewish glasses wearing bloke on the telly talking about football. He looks right. Go and get him to write the thing for me about football." Yeah. And they thought, "Who's he talking about?" Ben Elton, that Jewish... <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Jewish glasses-wearing no, no. comedian. Yeah, because he just phoned some bloke oh. up. Because I'll tell you why, because I, I, the rest of the story, I think, completely confirms that this might be true, because he's got a bit of an issue with sort of names and identity or whatever. Uh, so... I so I'd heard this many many times that basically he'd phone one of his minions saying you know that Jewish bearded glasses comedian yeah off, go, the, telly. off the telly yeah. Go, yeah. I think he's good in football go and get him yeah so Ben Elton writes the beautiful game I always thought a bit odd right anyway so then I meet Andrew Lloyd Webber sometime later at a showbiz party and I say to him because I've heard this many times you know I'm not Ben Elton don't you and he looks <laughs> at me in slightly confused and frightened way yeah. like he's thinking what's wrong with Ben. He's having some kind of nervous breakdown. <laughs> what, what's the matter with him, right? right? Genuinely, that's how he looked at me, right? And it's like he's never heard of me. He just thinks I'm Ben Elton, yeah. right? So, I mean, he had to, by this time, done a musical with Ben Elton, but let's leave that out of yeah, my yeah, story, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So uh, then he does a weird thing, which is he is genuinely quite flustered, because maybe just because I've said this thing. It's a very strange thing to say to anybody. Yes, it is a strange thing. Yes, you know I'm not. That's, that's how I, it was like, hello, this, it's Android Web. I said, yeah. yeah, you know I'm not Ben Elton, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah. He, I'm you not going to tell you who I am. No, I did. <laughs> I didn't, all right? So, anyway, he looks a bit flustered, and then he moves away quite quickly. Obviously, you do know this story. Yeah. He moves away quite quickly, and he introduces the woman who I thought he was with, uh, and he says, uh, oh, this is Sarah, and moves away, yeah. right? And he, she didn't hear him say that. She was talking to someone else, yeah. right? And uh, I thought, that's a bit odd, because I know his second wife was called Sarah, Sarah Bryman. Yeah, so it's a bit odd that his third wife, maybe it's not his wife. Maybe it's not his wife. Yeah. So I start talking to her then, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, she. I say, "What do you do for Andrew?" And she looks a bit like sort of <laughs> a weird question, but, but uh, she says, "Oh, I you know look after the estate and the horses. I think, oh, some kind of general yeah. you know looks after his stuff ki- kind of way and whatever." And we're chatting for uh, for a while, and then. Eamon Holmes, who I don't know, this is a showbiz party, comes over, <laughs> right, and says, hello, David, all right, I think a bit odd, I say, okay, hello, Eamon, this is Sarah. And that woman looks at me, like, really furious, and yeah. says, it's absolutely true, says, is that meant to be some kind of joke, right? And then I realised what had happened. What happened was, when Android Webber, flustered, had left me, he'd confused the woman who he was with, his third wife, Madeline, I now know that, with his second wife, Sarah Brightman. He'd actually made that mistake. He thought, oh, he just got confused. But he hadn't told me that. So I thought her name was Sarah. And I thought, I can't explain all this to Madeline. So I just, when she said, is that meant to be some kind of joke? I said... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and she said, it's not a very funny one. I mean, it's incredibly, incredibly humiliating, yeah. particularly as a comedian. I, think, I know that, but I can't explain the real reason. Anyway, there's a punchline. There's yeah. a punchline, yeah. right? Which is, I then made my excuses and left, right? I left Eamon Holmes, a very important man who seemed to be humiliated. Right? I, I leave him and I go and find uh, Android Webber, who I'm quite angry with by this point, And I pull him aside. I say, Andrew, just just a word to the wise you told me that your wife's name was sarah it isn't sarah isn't it no you made that mistake but i introduced her to someone else as sarah that was really embarrassing please never do that to anyone else again and he said i'm really sorry about that ben he <laughs> genuinely said that oh, he, genuinely, he genuinely said that to be fair i still don't know if that was a joke 
I still I, I don't very know. much doubt it. I still have no idea <laughs> if that was a joke. Uh, Jen, I just say there's two things that immediately occur to me out of that story. One is that, you know, you've been been banging on about your woke credentials and slagging us off for being two old dinosaurs i have never been in a position anything like that with anybody right. over any sort of inter and i'm quite an insulting person okay yeah, but, but i wasn't trying to insult well, anyone yes that's the difference that's what's called Passive bastard. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing... It's a bit the, of a specialty of yours. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> I, and I believe and love the whole of that story. And the only one bit that doesn't really ring true for me is that Andrew Lloyd Webber was sitting at home watching fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably very unlikely. I imagine he was channel surfing. He's channel surfing. Yeah. He's got the beautiful game as an idea. Yeah. He sees a football. A football. A football and thinks, oh yeah, yeah. they'll do. Yeah. I think he could have he could have switched it on thinking he was going to watch football. Yeah, yes. I think it's got you football in the title. That's what football is. Yeah. Two blokes on I, the sofa. Do you know what I'm going yeah. to do tonight? I'm going to sit down and watch the fantasy football league. Yeah. See what this is all about. <laughs> it's entirely possible. But that's what he thought. Oh, I've, I've watched Football now. He was the sponsor. Yes, I want some football. Now I'll phone up one yes. of my servants and he'll get that bloke. Yes. There he is. That Jew- one there. The, the one, Jewish, beard Not that one. Not yeah. the Birmingham one. Not the Birmingham one, yes. The other one. No, the Birmingham one. I don't know who he would have got in yeah. the state. Yeah. Who's that bloke who used to do wheel tappers and shunts? He ended up with uh, Colin Crompton. Yes. Colin. Okay, listen, got, listen, listen, listen. We're just starting to raise a bit of a problem here. The whole thing's drifting and drifting and drifting. Okay. So thanks very much to Ben Elton. You're going to sing us out with the great song that was that will always remind us of the summer of 2021 sweet caroline <laughs> da, 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 da. good times, times never felt so good hey mark the producer here just to say uh, in all the fun and excitement we had uh, we forgot to plug david Badil's tour um he's performing days all around the country and details are available on his website. Uh, the show is called Trolls Not the Dolls, uh, and I've seen it, and it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, his next few dates are sort of Auburn's, Leicester, Birmingham, Reading, Kingston, Northampton, Dartford. Uh, but yeah, ch- check it out. It's very, very good. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.